0: Discovery we trust, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. This week we will be discussing the episode New Eden. As always, I am Ethan, and I'm joined by Kevin. And let's get to it. This episode has had a lot of chatter out there. I think it's positive of, chatter though. Surprisingly, Positive, yes.
1: positive chatter. It's nice to see uh, to see this for once. This is
0: new for Discovery to have positive chatter.
1: It is. Um, uh, well, before we get into our thoughts. Weren't you telling me that you were, this morning, when we were having our sort of quote-unquote production meeting before we begin recording, were you telling me when you were perusing the Facebook page, you were seeing, like, weird comments, like, people weren't believing that it was true or something like that? So there were so many positive comments that someone posted, um,
0: I have a hard time believing people like this show this much. I doubt the authenticity of these accounts. Hmm. So, now, assuming that there's a conspiracy... CBS is sending out bots to say it's a good show. Yes, they are Russian
1: bots to say that they are uh that Discovery is good.
0: But here's something interesting and sorta related. Yeah. Over the last two weeks, I teach I teach in high school and my students all have Chromebooks. Yep. And, you know, they go on whatever sites they go on, and I've seen Star Trek Discovery ads on so many of the sites that they go to. Banner ads. So they are definitely. Do you know if any of your students watch it? I doubt it, to be honest. I mean Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I doubt it. But it's interesting. They're definitely Mm. advertising aggressively to whatever
1: teenagers do. Star Trek is usually a closet thing when it comes to uh, when you're in high school, I think. Yeah. So some may watch it, but don't want to admit it. I know. I definitely did. Yeah.
0: I guess I was lucky in high school. My girlfriend likes Next Generation also.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, and... People were when people found out in high school that I was a Star Trek fan, they were kind of surprised because apparently, you know, if we're going to judge by appearances, I didn't look like a Star Trek fan. I mean, you weren't
0: forty, overweight, and
1: uh, no, I was a whatever the stereotype was. No, there. as I've told you, I was a you know somewhat goth. I look, I looked like I was in a band. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So when they found out that I was a big Trek fan, they were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> That's when people didn't realize that musicians
0: and nerds overlap a
1: lot. Exactly, and this was before it was cool to be a nerd, um, right? But, so, I'll kind of start with you. So, what are your kind of, before you get into your notes, just sort of a Mm. overall feeling, what are your thoughts on this episode? You seem to, from our chatter, it seemed like you actually liked it way more than last week.
0: I liked it way more than last week. I liked it a lot. Mm. I thought it was not a perfect episode, but I thought it was interesting, and it had what I like in an episode of Star Trek, which is more of a Mm self-contained story that wrestles with some ideas. Yeah. But what they did, which I think is much better than what the show's been doing, is they wove in the ongoing story arcs mm-hmm. um, more like... I'm trying to think of a show that would do that. I don't know, X-Files or something. Rather than have it be, it is more Lost-like, where it's like you're getting just one part of right. this 25-part the, story.
1: The overall arc of the story was sort of a... Of the season was sort of... It kind of lingered in the background, but it wasn't the main... It was not it wasn't.
0: Yeah, you got a little bit of Stamets leaving. Yeah, You got a little bit of Tilly going to the training core. Mm. You got a little bit of uh, Michael trying to hook back up with Spock. Not hook yeah. up, but you know. Meet up. Meet up. Um, but then you got the main story, which was this away
1: mission. Right, and... But you liked it. You thought it was a very good... I did like it. What I thought was funny was when we were talking about how, when we saw the trailer for it, they showed showed that scene where they zoom in on the town below before they beam down, and instantly we were like, oh, they're doing like an original series episode where they go down into like an Earth-like setting. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because we talked about how... And we mean that
1: in the best possible way. Yes. But we
0: were talking about how it was funny that whenever they would go to a planet, often it would be 1950s New York, 1920s Kansas, and we sort of got 1950s Kansas here. Which was really cool because... Or 2050, Kansas. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Well, they had no electricity. True, true. that's very true. Um, um, but it was really well done, and there was a reason for it, so it made a lot of sense.
1: I, I am still kind of on a high from this episode. Um,
0: that's high praise.
1: I, so, as everyone probably knows, you know, Trek alum number one, Jonathan Frakes, directed this episode. And Jonathan Frakes right now, with me, is two for two. He's now directed my two favorite episodes of Discovery, which was this one and, um, um, oh, Jesus Christ. The episode when they go into the mirror, despite yourself, the episode when they first arrive in the mirror universe. Oh, yeah. So he has now directed two of my favorite episodes. Um, what I, so I think what is so, I'll get into details, but at sort of a high level, I think what's so great about this episode is I, I sort of had the same, I'm having the same kind of visceral reaction to it as I did when we saw... Um, Star Trek Beyond and what I mean by that is uh, just to give you an example in Star Trek Beyond at the very beginning of the movie when they go to Yorktown station and there's that great like montage of, York, of Yorktown mm. station everything like that. What I've always said about that scene is that was the moment when the Kelvin Universe films finally stepped out of being action films and joined the Roddenberry Trek Right, that, that felt really Trek to me and this movie or this episode did kind of the same thing like I don't want to say like before this Discovery wasn't I'm, I'm kind of treading a weird line here and I'm trying to be careful with what I with my words but like <laughs> I know what you mean though Discovery it's... I don't want to say Discovery wasn't yeah. Trek but like it's this, almost
0: like you're conceding to this idea that
1: like it's not Star Trek no 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 but like I think before this Discovery didn't kind of play it around but not too much with bringing in allegory bringing in moral issues bringing in like moral philosophical debates debates. and philosophical yes. debates and everything like it kind of did it a little bit but I didn't feel like I, it needed more of that not every episode of Trek has to do that right. but, I, but Discovery I think was lacking that kind of you know modern allegorical feel to it yeah. and I think you know to watch you know the science versus faith versus religion versus you know, and then, and then the whole idea of, you know, wrestling with this prime directive yet again. But like Pike saying, should I tell General them? General or not? One. General Order 1. Do we tell them? Do we not tell them? And, and Pike's dilemma, even though he did tell them in the end, or at least tell one person in the end, that's the, and this is what's making me love the episode so much, that aspect of it is still, that's, what be, that's what's being chatted about online. People are debating that, but they're doing it—they're doing it in a positive way, right? Like they're of, discussing the sort of ramifications of that. Yeah. I think that, and so I think in a way, Discovery has now kind of, you know, "quote unquote," grown up. Yeah, Discovery is kind of "quote" is kind of grown up and joined the rest of the uh, the rest of the great Star Trek episodes that wrestle with a morality tale.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah. interesting because when we get to that part, that's where I felt it started down the road, and I would have liked to have seen it go further. Yeah. And I felt it didn't really go far enough.
1: Okay. So. Oh, we're going to jump right into that? Yeah. Well, okay. Or we'll, well, okay, so. Um, actually, yeah, jump into that. Because you make me, uh, I want to know more about that. Okay. you don't mind. So. Let
0: me find it in my notes here.
1: He's flipping the page.
0: Okay, um, so it gets into... Essentially, Burnham and Pike are mm. supposed to be our two opposite sides on this right. argument. Right. Um, but Burnham is so aggressively dismissive of their religion, even to their faces. Yep. And and that doesn't cause much of a debate there, which I would have liked to have seen. Um, she says things when they're telling her about the fact that they were saved, they were rescued by their faith at the last moment when they were being attacked, she says, but haven't you explored any rational explanations? So in other words, dismissing that they said all of our gods helped us and that's why we're here. So haven't you explored any rational explanations? It seemed very dismissive and very aggressive.
1: Like she... In other words, like, wrestling with the idea, like, even though everybody by Trek's time is... Is ag- agnostic would be the right word, right? They just don't religion's not a thing. Anyway. Uh, or am I using not using the right word?
0: I guess maybe atheist, atheist. or agnostic, where they don't know. Or...
1: And Pike is sort of maybe suggesting the idea, like maybe there is. Well, that's some the thing. I feel Pike of, dances. And she's trying to be, yeah.
0: Pike dances on that line. Well, because, because he
1: said his father was a scientist, but also studied religions. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there was he, a lot of debate in his household.
0: Yeah, so he knows about religion. He yeah. knows about science. Yeah. um but but he never takes on the full role of the clear sort of believer so you wind up having someone who's totally dismissive and then someone who just is sort of like he's hmm. willing
1: he's willing to be like well don't write it off because we still don't really know yes yeah and it's almost like the equivalent of like us saying like do aliens exist well we don't know I mean there's no evidence to suggest yes or no it's just sort of like he's Pike is more willing to be sort of open-minded
0: yeah I guess so actually like. you make a good point yeah Pike is the agnostic yeah, who doesn't know? And uh, Michael is the atheist because she says to them uh, when when she is trying to get him to allow them to bring them back to modern Earth. Right. She says, "Don't they deserve to be integrated into modern society?" Which was interesting too, because again, <laughs> totally dismissive of what they had going Completely on there, racist. as if as if so. This life is garbage, and let's. But then she says, "We need to tell them that their faith is a lie," which mm-hmm. was incredibly surprising to me. Um and then
1: so Pike says can you prove that I need to so with you saying that I need to draw on two parallels mm. one and I, we talked about this briefly is um, I was a big fan of the show Lost and that was a question that they always wrestled with on that show Science versus Faith you had the character of John Locke who was a man of faith Jack the lead actor the lead character was a doctor he was a man of science And the two of them were always sort of going at it back and forth. Like, John always believed that they were on the island for a reason. That everything was happening for a reason. And Jack was, like, trying to find a logical reason for all of it.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. Because Pike even said that. Yeah. Isn't it possible we're here for a reason?
1: Right. And the character on that show that they met with down in the town was named Jacob, which is a character on Lost. Jacob was the kind of watcher of the island Good point. Little, I hope that. I'm not spoiling loss for anybody who maybe just getting into it but <laughs> yeah. Um, but the other thing that you bring up is when they say uh, shouldn't we bring them back shouldn't we integrate them into our society everything like that the, yeah. that's also a parallel to the episode of Enterprise Terra Nova where they find where they go to the Terra Nova colony and they find the descendants of those who stayed there and they're led to believe that humans are the enemy because they think that humans destroyed their colony and there's a great scene with Archer and T'Pol Archer wants to educate them mm. and bring them back to, and T'Pol's saying like what do you want to do? Do you want to bring them back to Earth teach them how to act human eat human food and Archer's like you're damn right and T'Pol's saying this is all they know Isn't that
0: interesting that you have the Vulcan there Exactly the one who's making the most sense whereas here you have it's the human making the most
1: sense Right she's sort of telling him and this is before there's a prime directive at all but she's the one telling him, like, what you want to do, what you're thinking about doing is dangerous. What they have down there, this is all they know.
0: Right. They have a, in this place also. they have a thriving community. Right. Um, everything seems essentially fine. Right. It would seem c- crazy to bring them back to Earth. If that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Right. And so, and that sort of leads into the whole idea that, and this is some of the other chatter I've been seeing online about how in... Other, in past Trek episodes like the one I just mentioned through other series they, there are times when the crews have come across humans that were out of time most, in most cases before Warp Drive was even invented you know mm-hmm. but, but it was usually like oh you know they were in cryogenics or they were transplanted from this place to that place and um, the crew has no problem telling them no this is how it is now we're traveling through space we have warp drive and this and that like when Zhang Wei uncovers Amelia Earhart she tells her but you know they were cryogenically frozen mm-hmm. but I think the difference here is that this is a society that's been thriving for two centuries
0: right so these are not the actual people that were on Earth these no are they're descendants I think they're that's were what descendants. makes a difference and they, for all they know Earth is a myth and they even say that it's almost it reminds me of Battlestar Galactica also because the Battlestar yeah. Galactica, they think of... And they Earth. go into faith as well on that one. Yes, because yeah. they believe Earth is there, but they've never seen it, and they're going on faith. So it, these people don't know that there is an Earth. And well, they even said that they, it was their faith that... They think it, Earth
1: is destroyed after what happened. Yes. And so, I think in this case, how it differs from the other ones is that it's the circumstances. I mean, with New Eden they evolved over time and have a certain belief system and if Pike and the crew just came and revealed themselves and told them who they were assuming they even believed it it kind of changes the nature of their own existence and kind of rewrites their history completely.
0: Yes. so I think once the original generation that was on Earth and went there died then they became a new society.
1: Right. I mean, I would argue that it's more dangerous to tell them that it's more dangerous than... That's more dangerous than actually going to an actual planet, meeting a pre-warp civilization. And, you know, I mean, I think there's definitely more story in there because I'd want to know... i kind of want to see, and I hope they go into it, what happened right after they arrived? Uh, yeah, you know, because, by the way, this is the... Just a little bit to back up a little bit, you know, these are people who were on Earth in the year 2053 and they were transported out during the Third World War, which has been alluded to multiple times in the franchise. And yes. they were kind of, they were kind of they were taken out of there at they the were last second. Or right. who them knows? their they their Somehow. whole the church. And
0: yeah, it seems like it was instantaneous. It was, it was
1: right before like they were about to die from several nuclear explosions being several nuclear bombs being dropped on their heads, mm-hmm. but um and so Yeah, and so they they don't It'd be interesting for me to see what happened moments after that,
0: right? Because you know, as we see, they've. And I thought it was very interesting how this was done. They have a combination of the major world religions, right? Because they had people of all different faiths, so they couldn't really pin it on one faith system that did. And this. you have
1: said you studied the historical aspects. Well, in I some took a class yeah, of religion. on religion. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Multiple religions. Yeah, yeah. So, and it goes back to sort of the theme of the episode, which is. Uh, sufficiently advanced technology would seem like magic hmm. to um,
1: to people comes which is Arthur what C. which is what Picard said similarly in right Contagion, we'll get into that later. which we'll get into in a little while but and then yeah.
0: Pike says that the the evolution of that is that um, any extraterrestrially advanced mm-hmm. technology would be indistinguishable from God. So obviously if you are taking refuge in a church and a nuclear bomb is dropping and you are instantly transported to another planet away from danger, uh, miracle would definitely be the first thing on your mind. Absolutely. So That makes a lot of sense. You
1: begin to think, especially at that time, I mean, where religion was still active and actively practiced, I'm sure like you would think that, yeah, this is a sort of religious, Oh, a God does exist. Yes. An angel just appeared in front of me. Yes, and then we. Psh. And took me out of here at the last second. Yep.
0: Yeah. And because they had people of all different faiths, they decided to combine all their religions, right. which was very interesting. And you had the stained glass windows and whatnot, which um, is almost like a, a Unitarian Universalist or something, which yeah. is a denomination or religion that. Sort of mixes. They take a little bit from all the religions.
1: And I will say, just kind of as a side comment, you know, when at the end of the episode when Pike is watching that footage from the church from the time. I mean, by the way, that's the first time in the franchise history we've ever seen anything from World War III. We've never actually seen the conflict sort of in action. And I found that to be, for some reason, it just kind of struck me. It's very unsettling to. I find it very unsettling and very kind of difficult to watch. In some ways, it left. It kind of left a bit of a mark on me a little bit. Yeah, it was a yeah. good
0: depiction of people that are... A group of people that know they're about to die. Yeah,
1: it's an extremely disturb It's very... It's the first time, like, a Trek episode has really kind of disturbed me a little bit.
0: Yeah, it's true. Often, yeah.
1: there's sort of a... It's painful to watch in some ways.
0: Yeah, they often don't do that sort of terror
1: well. Yeah.
0: In the past. Yeah. On the shows, so that's true. Um, yeah, so it would be interesting to see when they first arrive, because I wonder how they just came to that agreement of... Mm religions because knowing what we know about religions and how they interact i'm sure it wasn't a smooth transition to accept all of them
1: and i'm hoping like with these short treks like that is something and that's kind of my hope with that with that series like they can sort of go into these little story threads that we, they can expand upon a little bit not necessarily do an entire you know 45 minute episode but hopefully we can get a little bit more of some of those plots that require that could maybe be mined a little bit for more story
0: yes yeah um and I think it's very interesting that they, they take now we mentioned last week that or yeah that it's great that we're starting to get the crew more involved yeah so this one we have Lieutenant Owasekin mm-hmm. and, and she was fantastic she was fantastic she was great and, and she had lines and things to do which was great but yeah. here was something interesting is so uh, Michael said that she would be perfect on the Away Mission because she grew up in a Luddite collective mm. now the Luddites were a group of British textile workers in the 1800s who like the legend has it that because they knew technology and factories were taking away their jobs they were anti-technology they smashed the machines and mm. they fought against uh the advancement of technology but it came to just mean anyone who rejects technology so it's interesting to think that there would actually be Luddite communities still. I was gonna say
1: it's interesting that that would that communities like that would still exist yes. in the twenty third century. So that tells us that Where technology often, is ever present. Yeah. We
0: like to discuss what's going on on Earth because we never get to see that no. in Star Trek. So maybe some people are not fully on board with this, you know, brave new world of technology and um, yeah.
1: I would actually be more convinced that those communities exist actually not long after World War III. Because you have to assume with World War III, technology was the reason Yes. that happened.
0: Makes sense. Right? So, yeah, go back to a primitive state. Going back to a simpler time. Where you can't destroy the earth. Exactly. Kill a few people.
1: Yeah. So. So that was great. But Um, she, she was... I really hope that they use her more. And I mean...
0: I want to see, yeah, I want to see her use. I want to see Detmer use. They're going to, I know
1: this season they're going to use the bridge crew a bit more. And I love the fact that, you know, even last season when Pike came on board, he asked for a roll call. And it was for him, but it was also kind of for us as viewers too. Because we're like, we see them, but we're like, what's that person's name? Who's this? And Lorca didn't really. Lorca didn't give a shit. No, he didn't give a shit really whatsoever. I mean, the only one I could name was, was Bryce. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one I could name.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a and oh, and I members. knew Kayla,
1: I knew Detmer, Kayla Detmer, I knew her. I knew that eventually,
0: but if you, if you listen to our early episodes, oftentimes we're debating what the hell Detmer's you, name is. Will you, well, you, the robot I lady. know it, I know
1: it, you keep calling her I-Lady, is what you were calling I her. I used to, now I know she's Detmer. Yeah. Kayla Detmer.
0: Now, they, and they actually say their names, too, like, even when Detmer was, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know driving? She was driving. Navigating. She, she was driving Discovery. Yeah. Um... Flying. Navigate. They called out her name. Right. Detmer. You know, like yeah. something dangerous was happening. So yeah. it's, it seems like a small thing. But yeah, I think that was just letting us know the crew's going to actually be part of the show now. Yeah. Which, as far as people saying this is getting back to like a more Trek-like yeah. feel, mm. that's one of the things. The crew, or at least the main four or five, were always yeah. integral. And they were their own characters. And mm. I think we're finally going to get that. They were almost like extras. They were like those people that walk around in the background and
1: hit buttons. I think what they're going to be is... I mean, you have your cast of regulars, which is, I think it's like five, mm. who are going to be the, you know, regardless. But then you have those sort of background mm. ones who...
0: In every show, have always every been every show, in, yeah. And they're useless. But, useless but, you know.
1: but I think, you know, one of the problems I always had with Trek was that you never really saw officers get promoted and move on because yeah, they're cast mind. members and you got to, you know. So, like, I could see these being sort of like almost recurring characters who may end up getting either like maybe some of them eventually move on to other roles or maybe other ships and like new ones come in right like will Tilly ever actually go to officer training you know I was wondering that I was thinking about that the other night Do people like, love her too she's much. well she's like I'm in the command program and I think I keep thinking to myself like okay but when are you gonna go to it <laughs> like are you accepted and you start at some point like are you in yeah. it yet? like what's going on it
0: seems like yeah they just keep or does well, she just do her, does she go for like to sign up and then does her internship on a ship? You I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't understand.
1: But yeah, regardless, even on that note, I love, I love how sort of protective Saru has become of her. Yeah. Because you know, there's a great scene that with her. In character character. You know, that, that, was, that was, that was fantastic. And, that was, and at that point I even tweeted from our, from our handle. I'm just like, I'm like, man, could, like man, could Saru be any more awesome right now? Like he's just evolved into such a great character. And such a great captain, yes, you know, him and Pike having, as I say, joint custody of Discovery, right? Yeah,
0: um, so speaking of Tilly, mm. that whole Tilly storyline was odd,
1: yes, and that was very, very strange. Um,
0: yeah, like it was funny for being just a small part, a lot happened to Tilly in the episode,
1: yeah, she tried um, to so saw into the
0: Black dark matter asteroid.
1: So there is a theory about. So yeah. So well, I got a theory too. So um, she saws. So the, that that officer, that that schoolmate of hers, who she's seeing. Yes. That nobody died. else seems to be seeing. Who died? That nobody else seems to be seeing. So I don't know if you remember this. So this is. I I watched it again. I watched the episode a couple times. Well, wait. If, if have you read this theory? I. So I had the theory myself, but then I also saw that somebody else had the same theory online as well. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, can I throw out my theory before we go down there?
1: I hope it's the same one. I hope it is, too. Go ahead. <laughs> okay.
0: So, Tilly saw this May Ahern. Yeah. And May Ahern helped her to overcome a problem. Yeah. Stamets saw his ex when right. he was in the mycelial web, who was also dead, helped him to overcome a problem. Right. Spock... Now, if you see, see dead people, you might think you're going a little bit crazy. Of course. Spock checked himself into a psychiatric hospital... Because perhaps he's also seeing dead people right, or having these type of episodes. So it's just further connecting
1: Stamets, Spock, okay. and so, Tilly, actually, so and the angels, perhaps. So this is not my theory. Okay. Uh, not my same theory. But don't forget that last in the last episode, Burnham saw the red angel and turned out to be Pike. She was yes. stuck on the Hiawatha, if yes. you want to call it a problem. And she saw the red angel and then Pike appeared yes. and rescued her.
0: Yes, but the difference there is that it wasn't a like a person who was dead that she knew,
1: right? Which
0: right? I mean, she may have saw an actual red angel, which wouldn't make you think you were crazy. Yes. Um,
1: okay. So that is not my theory. Okay. Cool. Um, well, it's not really much of a theory. It's more an observation. Let's put it this way. So more about who is this? Why is Tilly seeing this person? Right. So. I think your theory may complicate it slightly, but who knows. Do you remember at the end of last season, when they shut down the spore drive, a piece of it landed on Tilly's shoulder? One of the, like, the mycelia, a piece of the mycelia? Uh, no, not at all. So, he, I, I, you got to go back and check that out. So, when they were shutting it down, I'll take your word, finally, okay. you saw some of it drift and land on her shoulder. Okay. Which was kind of odd. It was um, odd.
0: Especially since nothing's happened with it. Since. Unless this is Unless, ends. yes. Makes sense. So,
1: I remembered that, and I and I thought to myself, like, it could have just been a cool symbolic way to end it, but it just, and I didn't think much of it after that, but now that this happened, I thought, could this be tied into that? Could she have a piece of the mycelial network in her, and she's seeing somebody who's dead the same way Stamets is seeing Culber, who's also dead. Yeah. Because hope- even when they did that jump... For this one and he just kind of stormed out even though we didn't see it i was assuming oh he's probably seeing you yeah. in there someplace
0: yeah yeah i um i hope that's untrue, true kind of or or here's the thing <laughs> if it is true i hope that they're not really connecting with dead
1: people through the mycelial web i mean even if it's true i still think there's something even if that's not what it is i still think there's something yeah going on there well, if
0: they're hallucinating, I'm fine with it. If they are connecting, I'll have to... They really have to rate it well for me to
1: right. be on board. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So uh, we'll see. But I have a couple other more theories I want to get to, but I want to be sure that we're still we're kind of in sync with our theories. So you have notes, I don't. So.
0: Oh, um, yeah. There. So we're past the main things, I guess. Well, first, I wasn't sure why Michael was hiding the fact that she saw the angel. Yeah. She sort of said it at the end mm. when she said, because um, I thought maybe I was hallucinating. But still, it doesn't make any sense. She seemed very protective and like secretive about that, which I didn't understand the motivation for.
1: Yeah. Well, they, we've seen in the trails I'm referring it to the Red Angel, but we haven't see, seen them. In, we're not at that point in the show yet where they're actually calling it that. Right. 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 Yeah. So, But when
0: Pike asks her, is there anything like you need to tell me? Mm. And she, she has a quick flashback to it. And then makes up some story I didn't i just, yeah, it just confused it was, me it I didn't why, why she why
1: she withheld that information yeah, yeah what's the what's the worry there um I can't and I can't remember if we saw anything like that in the Spock flashbacks with her what do you mean I don't like if we see if she sees a glimpse of anything of the Red Angel from uh when she's with, when they're two when they're her and Spock are kids the flashbacks to those to that oh time. right um so I don't know um yeah I don't know I don't know, know.
0: Um, I just have little things like like Michael saying, uh she was raised on Vulcan." Yep. She looked to be about thirteen when they got her. That's, that's still bothering me you a little bit like for she some has, reason. Yeah,
1: like you feel like she has had a, she had a life before that that she would probably have a full memory of. But yes, it sounds yeah. strange
0: to say I was raised on Vulcan. Um, More like I moved to Vulcan when I was almost an adult. <laughs> Other side note before we get into the theories, it was very funny. Once um, uh, they got the power back on in the church. Yeah, my first thought it was just they have some really bright lights in that church, and there's no wonder they burned out their batteries. Unbelievably so, because Unbelievable those lights so. are too bright. Well, so,
1: well, actually, so we didn't get into it too much, but I mean, in the end, how do you feel about Pike? What's your thoughts on Pike finally at least telling Jacob who they were? I think it was reasonable and it
0: definitely the scene played out well because he didn't insist on coming with them. Mm. He just said he was happy to know that it was all true and now he could like give up his search. Yeah. I think that if he had said, oh, that's so great, I'll tell everybody we're leaving now, then Mm. it could have been very different and Pike would have had to tell him, well, I'm telling you, but I'm not actually taking anyone. Sorry.
1: I mean, I really took to Pike's dilemma in struggling with whether to tell him or not. But I think I think in the end it was good for for the colony because I feel like in some ways even though J- he only told Jacob and who knows who the fuck knows if Jacob's gonna tell and if he was gonna believe him he seemed to have again, a little bit of a he seemed like a little bit like
0: oh this Jacob doing this weird Jacob stuff
1: but I wonder if it I wonder if it plants a seed anywhere I wonder if it like gives them at least Jacob anyway. Cause Jacob is sort of I found that Jacob was questioning all of that similarly to how Saru did on his planet. Is there anything else out there? Oh, is yeah. it very, you know So I'm wondering now if this gives Jacob like if he feels like now he has a purpose. Does it plan to see does it give yeah. the does it give their does it give this community some sort of like guidance? Right.
0: And even know? the fact that when um Pike was leaving, um he said, I hope we meet again. And Pike said, I know we will. I wonder if that's foreshadowing that somehow they're going to come back up. Because mm. it seemed very strange.
1: Yeah. Um, say okay. And the thing is, because if this red angel pulled them out at the last second from that nuclear cataclysm. Yeah. Well, you know, like Pike says, there must be a reason. There must be a reason. And whatever that reason is, it's going to be, you know, because I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know, but I'm assuming that they're going to basically chase all of these signals around. 'Cause I think they said there were seven red bursts. So I'm assuming they're gonna go investigate all of them. Mm. And they're going to be weaved together somehow. That's a good point.
0: And I wonder if their intent is to destroy all life in the universe, why are they saving people from nuclear war also?
1: Right. I mean, this is only from the trailers that we saw, so Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, but that yeah, that is interesting. I wonder if it's I wonder how that is out of
1: context. Um, so yeah, in context but it
0: also sort of reminds me of um Uh, what was the episode where Pike is is kidnapped uh, no the cage
1: the cage what
0: because, <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't <laughs> are you kidnapped and put in a cage right um, well, how many episodes, fucking episodes has Pike been in yeah, anyway <laughs> but um the one with Pike it's because if they are so powerful it's almost as if they have their little petri dish or there could be one of those cases this has come up in Star Trek a lot where these powerful aliens have a little petri dish of well oh, we're playing with you humans to see what happens when we you know put you in different environments and things. Yeah. So I wonder how that could be part of it. Well, mind. I
1: wonder if, you know, what if each burst is a different angel? Mm. And maybe the angels are, like, warring with each other or something like that. I don't know. We're not warring, but, like, maybe one wants to destroy things. One is good. One is... Maybe, maybe they, all have, they all have different intentions or something. I don't know. Yeah,
0: they're not necessarily aiming toward the same goal
1: yeah interesting um, but so the, the theory, theory. Huh? theories let's hear them. so the theory that I want to discuss is um, a theory that I'm seeing get some traction online is fans connecting the Red Angel to the Iconians from uh, the next-gen episode contagion and also I guess they're they're kind of a presence um, in Star Trek Online, which I don't uh, play. Right. Which I'm I and I kind of want to because I'm very curious about it. But apparently, because the Iconians appear in the game as well, mm. and they actually have a, they're they're, they have a vague similarity to, what the. Red Angel looks like at least in the stained glass. Yeah, there's those... next gen. We didn't see the Iconians.
0: So they have like a sweeping back fin thing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and in the next gen episode, they, you know, the Iconians were an ancient race that sort of travels through travels different places using portals and whatnot. So, or I mean, it's maybe it could be, but like, <laughs> it's too. It seems to me, it sounds very kind of generic. Kind of, it doesn't sound specific to well to that. They sort of look the same. They use in the game anyway. They can between,
0: move between places almost instantaneously. Right. so that made me think. To yeah. add on to that is, I wonder if they also are accessing the mycelial web because that's another right. way we know you can move instantaneously from one right. place to another. Right. Perhaps Discovery's use of the mycelial web has activated these Iconians.
1: I mean, in the same way that it was used to accidentally transport them into the mirror, into the Miriamverse, and sort of building the case as to why the. Spore, the Spore drive is not a good technology because if it, if, that, if it's causing this Red Angel ship, yeah,
0: and it caused the back, the Dark Universe ship,
1: it's like, no, guys, we're not using it to get Voyager home because it's going to cause all these problems. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So that's a very good point. And they do say that this season is going to be solely focused on, like, placing where Discovery fits in the canon of everything. Interesting. So I mean, that's a theory we just kind of. Coming up with as we discuss it right now, but yeah. that's kind of it makes interesting a lot of sense. that that could be what that is. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: But what we that still leaves us is I think it's interesting, and I I would think it would be kind of cool that if it did connect. Now here's another case for it connecting, is in the episode which I just watched today. I'm sure I'd seen it before, but I had no memory of it. Um, Picard, contagion. Yes, contagion. Yeah. Picard says some version of the line that um oh he says something like our technology. Would seem yep. magical to cave people on Earth,
1: and I said that, and I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I, I didn't get the line right, but I was I was discussing that line. I couldn't I, at the time. I'm like I don't remember what episode that was, and then, right. And it's weird that it actually came from that one. So I, maybe that kind of reinforces. Could it be the that's that's a huge maybe. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't think it's an accident that they would have yeah. the exact version of the same line in mm. the two different episodes yeah I mean he's not quoting or not exact, but exactly Picard's not
1: quoting anybody no 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 but but I mean, it's, it's not too same, far off from the Arthur C. Clarke quote
0: right it's yeah. the same exact ideas in both of them
1: right so P- and Pike's quoting that line directly
0: he's quoting directly from Arthur C. Clarke which is a fun that they bring Arthur C. Clarke into it just cause you know right. Arthur C. Clarke yeah. it's great mm-hmm. but I I totally buy the Iconium because of the line that's what put me over the edge right because they've made some references to other series, mm. and usually they've been true, right? They have.
1: But let me ask you this: how now? How do we? How do we reconcile this? Because by next gen's time, we were kind of discussing this already, but before we begin recording, but mm-hmm. how do we reconcile this by? Um, if it is indeed the Iconians, okay, we don't know how this is going to play out. But let's just, how do we reconcile this by next gen's time to say, well, the Iconians did such and such a hundred years ago with the USS Discovery. I mean, I know the real world, the real world, re- the real world reasons why they can't do that, but because it didn't happen yet. Exactly.
0: Um, well, I think that's easy, I, and I like the model of um, uh, on Enterprise. Yep. With um, what are they called? play to Latinum people. Ferengi. Thank you. Ferengi. <laughs> My brain's not fully there today. Um, so with the Ferengi, they meet the Ferengi, but they never identify themselves as Ferengi. So
1: they just meet some weird people. Possibly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they well, could the thing certainly... Is we, the
1: thing is, you, you would... But I think you would have to say that. But I think you would have to identify them because we never saw what the Iconians looked like on The Next Generation. So you... I think...
0: Yeah... yeah. Okay, I well, guess. But I guess the other
1: thing would be if truly they do. Um, and I'm going by the shows. I mean, the the yeah, game okay. is not canon, right. as it were. I mean, what's right. canon is what's done on television. So.
0: But if they truly do shelve the, spore drive. Yeah. And classify everything that goes along with it, mm. that might be one explanation. That's always the catch-all, which isn't very satisfying. That's, that's, that's
1: an explanation, but I but I don't. It's not a good. Aside answer. from how they how they reconcile the mirror universe thing, I think that. Classifying things is just a very lazy. We gotta classify the whole goddamn show. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it's it's Michael like hitting converted. a reset button. It's like no, it never happened. Spock, your sister's classified. You never get to talk about her again. <laughs> well, that's. But at the same time, you know, the the sort of counter argument to that, in a way that I made to you, was it's a big universe. There are a lot of federation vessels out there are they all aware of everything that they have done at any given moment
0: yeah, well there's a computer system that's what? pretty good and when they encounter any species they right. say on screen what are we encountering or, here or, or and actually, they'll say like actually hold on. unknown species
1: let me ask you this so when was the last time you on that show you heard a captain's log or a first officer's log on what show discovery i don't know i mean that, to me, is your document. When they say Captain's Log, Stardate, and they oh, go yeah, and go, yeah. And they kind of explain the plot of the episode right there, but... Yeah. But if So far, we're on Stardate Unknown, as far as I'm concerned.
0: If they're out there exploring... Right. You think a part saying. of it would be... Then everybody counts on them. I'm sure they just at least put it in a file and ship it back to, you know, San mm-hmm. Francisco for them to, to do something with.
1: Right. I mean... Yeah, so... I'm sure, but they would need to do something to you to identify that it, yes, it is indeed. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the planet in Contagion off the top of my head. I forget the name of it. So maybe unless they identify. So, okay, so that maybe that's how they do it. If they identify that planet exactly. I think, yeah. Is it Iconia? Yeah, it's man. gotta be Iconia. Um, if they identify that planet exactly, they originate from this planet called Iconia or something to that effect. Right that would do it then that would do it
0: yeah because Picard talks about how he's always had a fascination with Iconian archaeology so it would be strange if he was you know interested in these peoples but never right
1: encountered the fact that they had this interaction with Starfleet right that would make no sense no and 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 on and the Iconians on the show on, on Next Gen were described as a highly advanced race yeah, which, and that's why their technology the wreaks havoc. That's why their be- technology destroys the Yamato and wreaks havoc with. Yes, the and that's why it appears to
0: be magic to them because it's so advanced,
1: indistinguishable from a god. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I'm beginning to buy into this a little bit more now. When <laughs> yeah. I'm now that I see the parallels between that and Contagion. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be possibly, yeah. but. As great as that would be... now don't get me wrong. That would be fantastic. It, it would... It would disappoint me a little bit only because I know now we sort of live in this world of, you know, franchises where things need to be connected to each other. Yeah. And... I want to see... And I'd like to see Discovery at least do something original and not connect it to, you know, episode, like, 38 of Star Trek The Next Generation from 1989. Like, I, yeah. you know, I want it to be... Callback's fine, but I want it to be its own unique thing. Whereas
0: I think... Uh, I mean, there's
1: nothing... It's funny that they are called the... Um,
0: uh, you know, there's nothing iconic about this. This is not a... It's so obscure. Right. That like, I think it's, it's a great... It's not, it's not iconic, it's Iconian. Yes, exactly, which is funny that they're called that. <laughs> right. Because... um I think that's the right kind of connection. You take this little obscure thing mm. that exists in the, in, the, in the universe and then you use that.
1: It's like that person I... That, it's like that insane theory I read last season about how somebody thinks of the Mycelial Network and Stamets is like somehow the origin of the caretaker for Voyager. And I'm like, I, what? <laughs> like the caretaker's technology. Huh? I don't know enough about that to chime in. And I, Well, no, I remember what you said about that because I mentioned it on an episode back then and you were like... Because I laughed at it you your exact quote was that's a really deep cut to build yeah. an entire show around like yeah. something so obscure that's true
0: yeah but it's funny because i i don't know why that one sounded stupid but this one sounds great <laughs> to, to take a deep cut because you know this is not a you know i'm sure this episode is never on anyone's you know top 10 next gen episodes
1: no but i but i th- but what what bugs me and what i what i don't like about that is what the more you reference things like that, the mm. more you connect uh, to other shows, the smaller the universe seems to me. And that's I don't. Yeah. It's like we know it's in the same universe. We know that. Yeah, but then when you Kirk don't, is coming we know. So you get the Zindi, <laughs> right? So that's our option. Well, it's either this or the Zindi. <laughs> <laughs> that's our option. <laughs> I mean. No, I see your point, but then at that point, but, but opens I'm one of those people, I'm the, I'm like the only person who does not like that season of Star Trek. I so. don't mind the to. You. Yeah, um, <laughs> but
0: but then you open up that question of like, well, how can we never heard of them later? Right. So that's another thing. We have enough alien species that we can encounter. Right. And I think there's there's so many that don't get used.
1: And I think that's when you don't get that. You like the Andorans. Endorians.
0: Endorians. Yes. you know I like the Endorians
1: quite a bit, and so much that so you they should say, show up. So much so you couldn't even say they're yeah, different. Well, yeah, well, I, I do like that, though. When we don't do that, we get the Zindi, <laughs> which is, I mean, so it's either this or the Zindi. Like I look like how that's the option. Just... <laughs> wow, that's making me. Get... <laughs> it's making me laugh. No, we're getting so... tired and punchy now. Um, I guess, but. At the same time, it's like, does that make Contagion all the, any more interesting? If that's the case, does that make that one episode more interesting?
0: No, and that's the thing. If, but as the, long the, as it the, works, they, it's,
1: there is an entire season of Star Trek that exists for yeah. this one little Ooh, episode.
0: Right. But as long as it exists on its own, right, it doesn't matter. Okay. If, if you had to know that episode for it to like for you to fully get the impact, then that would be stupid. But I think it's going to work completely on its own, and it's a little Easter egg for those of us who are you know, like if, into if, this stuff. If that
1: is the case, mm-hmm. okay, if that is the case, excuse me, I'm moving my check now. If that is the case, yes, that to me is the equivalent of, we stole the Death Star plans. Oh, by the way, this is a whole, there's a whole two and a half hour movie about this. Well, I, I, Go see, watch
0: it. For me, it's not because stealing a Death Star plan. Everybody knows about stealing a Death Star plans. That's like a major plot but, point. But
1: but it's, it's a line. Nobody
0: and, talks about the idea. Iconians, Icovians.
1: Iconians. Yeah. See, so I can't even say it. But I don't think anybody did that about the Death Star plans either. I don't think anybody ever said there's a whole story in there someplace. No, I don't no, think no, a fan but, was wondering about that. But I mean... Obviously a movie executive did, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> the difference is that, to me, those were only movies, and we only had so many hours, and every plot point was a big deal. Right. Where Star Trek does so much, that this... Yeah, this... Species was mentioned once, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that if they were around, they would be around at other times.
1: I think I think it's I think it's kind of a gray area because uh, you probably don't think so, but because on the one hand you you say, "Oh, let's connect it. Let's make this connective tissue with some obscure episode of the Next Generation from thirty years ago." But then, it, so it looks like okay now Discovery is you know. Oh, Discovery is part of the universe. This is great. But then if you do something totally new, then it's like, well, how come we never heard about this on Yeah, all the other shows? Yeah. But even now they'll say,
0: well, how come we heard about it, but they didn't hear about this exact event. Right. Um, yeah, that's definitely why it's different. But also for the Death Star is that when Rogue One was sold, it was like, hey, remember the Death Star? Yeah, this is stealing the Death Star. Nobody said like, hey, hey remember, remember that? Iconians. Remember Season 2, Episode 10 of Next Gen? Yeah. Now you're going to know what happened. Well, if that's the
1: case, obviously somebody did because they wrote the damn thing for it.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't the main push of it. They weren't selling it like psyching people up and selling it all and like, now you're going to know the backstory of the Icovians. (laughs) The
1: Iconians.
0: Yeah, I still can't say it. That's the difference to me. It's just a fun little thing if you want to find it, but it doesn't matter. You don't think it hurts anything? (laughs) Don't think it hurts anything. Unless... It does, somehow. <laughs> Unless we watch it. I know, it's... we're only
1: we're only two episodes in right now, but... Yeah,
0: so, like, another thing about the Death Star, like... We know the impact, that we know how why the Death Star plans are important. That's why it was lazy, sort of, because they don't have to sell us on the fact that the Death Star plans are important. They still have to sell us on the fact that the Iconians... But are... there was
1: never a threat there to say they're not going to get them, because we know they got them.
0: Yeah. So, I guess there's not a threat that the Iconians are going to destroy the... Icovians Iconians Icon, that's what I said. Iconians Iconians so you keep saying Icovians there's no, no vegan in there <laughs> Let's just put that to one side now so <laughs> the Iconians I lost my train of thought <sighs> so the Iconians the deaths oh wait we know the Iconians are not going to destroy all the life in the universe that's what we we, we already the, know that
1: we knew the Zindi weren't going to either
0: did we though it's, <laughs> they were so close to earth but, <laughs> but um, yeah <laughs> yeah you're right you're right so in a way it is similar i don't know why we're now debating the similarities or differences with rogue one but somehow we went
1: down the no road. because i said it's just I building a whole season behind like a behind a 45 minute episode of trek which i don't even know if you are but you know i don't uh, think
0: they are i think it's just a yeah. minor reference. Yeah. yeah i'm aboard keep it up keep up the good work yeah akiva goldsman or whoever's writing this stuff akiva goldsman yeah yes
1: so, I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see how this, uh, how this plays out. But, I mean, if it does wind up being the, Icon- the Iconians, fine. Whatever. But I'm still going to be like, this, is a, this universe is getting smaller and smaller, man. Like, let's,
0: is it? I mean... Okay, I mean, well, all right, let's put it okay. this way. If I,
1: had, if I had one complaint, if I had one complaint about Discovery. Yeah. If I had one complaint. It would be kind of like this stupid fucking Halloween movie that you know much. I hated. I loved it. That's a whole other podcast episode I could rant on about because I'm such a big Halloween and solo. Fan. You also didn't like solo. I didn't finish solo. Um,
0: you missed the best part. The two seconds. Of if there's one, if there's one thing about Discovery, oh I, don't, shit. If Sorry. One thing
1: I what I just spoiled solo, but I guess people would have seen it. No, they don't understand so much. If, if if there's one thing about Discovery I don't like. And again, similar to the first Halloween, to this new Halloween movie, is that sometimes it spends too much time connecting itself, making references to other show to, to the other shows. Mm-hmm. When you had the overlap of Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, specifically that time period, even though they were all set around the same Yeah. Took place in the same span of time. Right. It was it was Rare that the that the shows yeah, acknowledge yeah. one another. Picard drops Cisco off, and that was it. Right, and, and then so later, and like, but even on Next Gen itself, they didn't spend a whole lot of time making reference to the original series, events well, in the original series. I mean, they Scotty showed up, right? But like somehow Bones, but Spock. out of out of 178 episodes, yeah, less than I think less than one percent is spent. On making references to things that came before it. Yeah. Well, let's take the Iconians, for example, then, right? Let's talk chronologically.
0: Yeah. We have the Iconians show up in this season. Let's say they're in every episode of this season. Right. I'd say we go chronologically. How many episodes are in between, will be in between the last episode of this season and then the next time we hear about
1: the Iconians? 600? No. 400? No. Three hundred, like like a like maybe a, not even a hundred, maybe just a little more than hundred. Because yeah. you have the you have the original series, which is, which is I mean, counting the cage is eighty. Okay. You've got so a little over hundred. So then you got oh okay yeah. Right, f- if right. you want a couple the films too, but then okay. you've got three seasons of the original. Then you got one season of Next Gen. Then like a little bit a little into over, the second yeah. season. So you've got like a little more than a hundred still A lot of episodes. episodes chronologically. A lot of episodes. oh animated series too. Yeah, a lot of episodes. But it's not, it's not this huge. It's not a huge gulf of, right? You know, forgotten.
0: The, I don't know. The other thing I think is that it's so subtle and it's so tiny that people had to dig and find this stuff. You know, and, and look,
1: this may all be null and void. We, it may not even be the idea. Yeah, that's true. We're, debating, you know, like we're, just, we're, we're complaining. Like I'm complaining. Yeah, I know. What are we doing? We are sound like our haters' corner now. Well,
0: I, well,
1: the thing is, I'm not hating on it. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's not going to take it's not going to take me out of the immersion. I'm still going to enjoy it. But if that's what it turns out to be, I'm going to be like, oh, "Give me something new." I think it is new.
0: I mean, I mean, it is and it isn't. It's funny. I'm defending the angels when I hated the angels when I first when it first. But at started. the same
1: time, but at the same time, I am getting extremely hypocritical because Pike is there, and I'm excited, yeah. and I'm excited for that. Right. And, and we're getting a history on a character we don't know nothing about.
0: And that's more of a right. Big deal. More of a Death Star plan kind of thing than I, the Iconians.
1: I, I maybe I guess I don't know.
0: <laughs> Nobody's ever discussed the Iconians.
1: I'm sounding like a of... I'm sounding like a politician. I'm getting hypocritical here, but yeah. Um, maybe, maybe maybe it's because it, it would just be too much. Too much what? You got Pike and you got the, the Iconians
0: and he... are the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> maybe I don't know.
1: <laughs> 'Cause I mean it's being that it's discovered right, honestly, honestly. who who knows how many references they'll do from now on from here on until the But before this
0: theory came <laughs> the out, when, when was the, the last time you thought about the Iconians? I mean, <laughs> when it aired originally? I wasn't watching it then because I was Okay.
1: Well when you first watched it in the nineties. I, I When I watched it last time, which is probably a few No, when I watched it before we did the last episode. Because I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, so that was the last time I watched oh, it. Oh yeah, well you yeah. know what I mean. It's not a touchstone oh. of Trek lore, <laughs> and that's why you think it's okay. Yes, but for some reason, the caretaker theory sounds insane to you. that's, well, not, that's just because no, that's that's not scary either. Only
0: because the idea of it and it, whether or not it was a reference, to the whole idea just sounded stupid <laughs> to me.
1: You know, that's an opinion. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is the pilot. That that's not obscure. I'm just focused on the word. Exp- I'm focusing on okay. The okay. Obscure what's, not, what's obscure? What's obscure? Oh, Pike. No, if it, if 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 the mycelial thing and stamens ended up becoming the launchpad or the caretaker that gets Voyager lost in the Delta Quad in the first place. Yeah. Even though well, you think it's you'd thick. say it was stupid. I would. But that's not obscure. Like oh, it's obscure like and stupid <laughs> simultaneously.
0: <laughs> the angels are obscure and pretty okay, so that's why. Oh.
1: <laughs> we're not debating this like we're just no like, we're, just we're laughing we're laughing at, <laughs> at the absurdity of whole thing. Um yeah, it's the funnest starter. It's the fun, it is the funnest starter. Well, and in participating in and the thing is in participating in conversations online like on Reddit and chat rooms and whatnot, you know, we're all beginning to we're, we're getting into this like spirited discussion of like what's fun about Trek. What's really fun about being fans of Trek is that is coming up with reasons coming up with your own headcanon and coming up with explanations as to why things work. Yeah, and
0: you, yeah, and headcanon, you know, it's like only what you know is in there.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, try, it's trying to reconcile the um any potential inconsistencies within the franchise that you may Exactly. Compress. And that's why yeah. Okay, most of us are not walking around the Iconians in our headcanon. I wasn't. Oh, they are not iconic aliens. They were not I iconic aliens.
0: They're not like the Andorians, <laughs> or the Ferengi, or anybody else. Um, oh, another note I had just as a side note, which is really funny: the yep. whole thing where um, Jacob finds their technology, mm. and then the little girl has the phaser, and then Pike gets shot with it was just so silly looking. Yeah. Like, why did he shoot? Why did he? I have to get the phaser out of the girl's hand, so I'm gonna like dive and grab it, and then throw it on the ground and land on it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that was supposed to accomplish.
0: Well, I got oh, like his movements. Yeah, he should have just been like, little girl, don't touch that. I'm going to take it here. <laughs> but, it, well, I
1: mean, it was a very Kirk-like thing to do, I think. It was, actually. Actually, yeah. so, Yeah, I mentioned this to him earlier. I um... I do, by the way, just to say something, I do find that Pike is very similar to Kirk. He's got a little bit of like, he's almost like a mishmash of Kirk and Picard, in a way, I'm noticing. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Go I haven't ahead. seen any two-handed punches yet, so we'll see. No, but, like, he's got the Cowboy Diplomacy, but he's also got the Kai Diplomacy as well, I think. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Um, so, for some reason,
0: CBS uh, All Access decided that um, Journey to Babel should be the next episode after the episode that uh, of Discovery, after um, New Eden. And so, I wound oh, up watching, watching that. Analysis, yeah. yeah, so I wound up watching that today. And um, speaking of, like, weird moves, there's a move that Kirk does. I know exactly what you're talking where about. Where he does, like, a butt on drop. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> jumps and he lands butt first on the guy he's what, fighting. He's fighting the, he's fighting the <laughs> Dorian. <isn't> yeah. In <laughs> the court. court.
1: What I love about that, is, <laughs> I what I love about that, about that but just divulged for like ten seconds here. I love the fact that the scene opens on that. You don't see the fight begin. Yeah, just, just you're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, <laughs> yeah. why are they fighting? Did they lose that bit of
0: footage? What happened? happened? Yeah, the butt. It's like he jumps. It's where he like bounces himself <laughs> off the wall, right? Yeah, but it, he lands. He hits the guy butt first. Right. <laughs> if that was his plan, I could use
1: my knee. No, I'm gonna use my butt. Yeah, like I, I always found. Not just the move, but like it comes back because <laughs> like isn't it is it is it is it a commercial break? It comes back from commercial break or something like that. But it's like, and I think there's like a voiceover going. It's like a Captain's Log going over to something like that, isn't there? I think mm, I didn't notice that. I don't remember. So. Maybe I'm misremembering. But like it, but the point is, you don't the scene get You don't see the fight begin.
0: Yeah, it just cuts and they're fighting, <laughs> and then <laughs> Every he knocks them on the ground, and, like, and then he launches himself through the air and bounces <laughs> off the wall and hits them butt first. But it's like you're like, did I miss? Yeah. Something that I missed the beginning of something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Starts
1: off with them fighting for some reason. Were they playing like, butt tag? I, you know. Um, and he kicks the shit out of him too. Yeah, but it looks like. Wouldn't <laughs> the. I love it, there's like nobody in the hall though. Know? Like, there's no <laughs> crewmen walking by to see the yeah. captain beating up an adoring. Wouldn't the away?
0: director have been like, all right, you know what, you should... Bill, let's try that one one more time because I don't know what the hell you were just doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>
1: Well, see, I thought you were going to say, because CBS All Access decided to, to randomly play Journey to Babel, well, I thought you were going to try to make some oh, no, I don't canon I mean. connection there, Yeah, No, no, I
0: mean, no. <laughs> it was nice to see Sarek. Well, there you go. But Sarek's so different. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, shoot, though. I guess they can't talk, because he says he had not talked to him in 14 years. Right. They can't.
1: So actually, well, that's the episode where they first talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that makes sense, though. And, I, and and actually, if you if you, like, did you sit down and actually watch? Like, how far did you get? I probably got it halfway. But you were like paying attention to it. Yeah, halfway
0: paying attention. Yeah, you s- and, and so I see when they walk in, when Amanda and Sarak walk in, right. Spock, they look at Spock and he, they don't even acknowledge. And so each this
1: other. this reinforces a little bit the whole idea of like if Michael is his adoptive sister, why do we never hear about it? You don't. They didn't know that Spock was related to Sarak until the last second. In that episode, when yeah, it turned it Like Kirk, Spock yeah. did not tell Kirk like this Vulcan delegation coming aboard. He didn't tell him. He didn't volunteer the information and say, "This is my father coming." Because Kirk said to him, "Right, would you like to go down and see your family?" see your parents and he says Ambassador Spock Ambassador Sarek and Amanda are my parents yeah. it was like a big reveal yeah 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 and I never mentioned yeah. Slywalk before 5 so yeah I'm, which by the way I wonder if we're going to get any mention of it would be pretty cool
0: I did see it on Twitter um, someone, some writer saying "Like, yeah, I can't spoil anything
1: you know that could just mean I'm not going to comment <laughs> Can I, let me let me just make one more observation about this whole spoiler thing you know, I watch a lot of interviews with the actors and the producers of the show, and they do this Facebook. So, after Trek is now no longer a thing. They, they do Facebook live events the day after, mm-hmm. you know, called the Ready Room, which is a good title. And in watching them talk with the producers and watching them talk with the actors, and they say, "I can't reveal anything. I can't reveal anything." I'm just like, you know, great. Yeah, don't spoil anything. But it's like you're giving me the idea that if you say one thing, CBS is going to come and shoot and just and just like murder you. If yeah. they even suggest anything.
0: Well, yeah, they always are like, no, I'll get in trouble. But...
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, they do, I think they do, do have things in their contract, maybe? I don't know. They must, but, like, it's just... Seems but then, then there they're... was... Tom Holland spoiled Infinity War, but nobody noticed. Oh, oh did he? The, yeah, some interview. He said, like, I mean, he, like, listed everybody that died or something. I mean, I'm not saying... And then, and then no, it was really funny, though. So he he says who dies or something crazy like that. And then yeah. uh, Cumberbatch was there, and Cumberbatch played it off like it was a joke. He's like, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. And covered yeah, it up. that actually was happening. But that actually is what happened. I forget the specifics, but...
1: I mean, I'm not saying, hey, Rebecca Romaine, come out and tell me everything about number one and spoil the entire season for me, but it's like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting, too. I don't... Sometimes I can't even answer simple questions. Did you see when you go to... Um,
0: Discovery on All Access mm-hmm. Rebecca Romaine is there's like four characters and Rebecca Romaine is one of them on the artwork yeah 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 okay I it. Yeah, it was um, interesting because we
1: still haven't seen her I'm yeah I'm actually so there's no real indication when we're going to see her yet although there was a production there was a photo of her it's I I don't know if you've seen it, it's a photo of her sitting at a table with Pike and I think the um, the metadata for that photo was episode 204
0: okay cool
1: so because we didn't see the enterprise this week so we don't know where we don't know where the enterprise it's being towed back to space talk but they're gonna obviously meet up with the enterprise again because we have we have to see her yes right yeah um, and I don't think he's gonna start bringing his own crew over no I don't think so. he's, yeah, um, he respects the but you know challenge. what just if I could just mention something about the enterprise very very quickly mm mm-hmm. um, In having a discussion on Reddit about, again, the consistency in visual appearance of (laughs) Discovery and not, you know, not matching everything else around it, you know, I was saying how, like, yeah, if you really, because someone was talking about, like, you know, the canon connections and whatnot, and saying how, and I kind of got into it with somebody online. I was kind of getting really, I kind of went off on somebody online a couple, like, last week about this because they were saying like how discovery violates canon left and right and i brought up the point of you know the other shows have done that too Mm. and i just went on a list of saying like you know next generation did this and ds9 did that and this movie did that and i go why is that okay for them to do that but you know discovery was and i get and of course i get a bullshit answer right so and some and there's two different there's two different kinds of Canon, in my opinion, there's there's the narrative canon, the storylines, uh-huh. and then there's visual canon. Yeah, right. And really, if you if you think about it, Discovery is set between the original pilot is set between the Cage and set between where no man has gone before. And yes, visually, it does not look like it matches those shows at all. Yeah, and, and we've been over the thunder. We have been yeah. over the thunder times. And the real world reason is it's twenty. Yes. nineteen. It's not nineteen sixty or four. Sixty six. Another
0: thing is that Star Trek did not have like a. I don't know how to say. It. Like somehow Star Wars, they try to make things look like right. the original well, as, much as a- possible because <laughs> the design was. Well, I want to ask you about that. Really second. good.
1: I, guess. I want to ask because you're the Star Wars guy, but I want to ask you about that. I'll ask you about that in a second. But where I'm going with this is I'm not. And I'm not regurgitating. I kind of am, but this is not where I'm going with it. You know, everyone was kind of slightly up in arms that the Enterprise had a little bit of a different look to it, and I'm beginning to think that maybe we won't actually see the, inside. the bridge of the Enterprise. I mean, we saw the we saw the entrance of Spock's quarters, but like, you know, maybe we won't actually see see that. Yeah, it's maybe. kind of like the safest bet to kind of.
0: Yeah, and I guess if I mean if it's only going to be. Would they build it for, like, one scene? They probably yeah, would, actually. Exa- but,
1: well, <laughs> they would need to build it, but make sure that it could get repurposed later on for other things. Yeah. you know, So it has to have a long-term life to yeah. it. But, I mean, they did it for Indomeridocally.
0: Yeah. But you could definitely... That oh, was two episodes,
1: could, though, but still.
0: You could definitely stay true enough to the original look, but still, you know, right. discovery it. Right. I would like to see it.
1: I mean, yes, I would like to see it. And as we were doing the cage commentary last week, we were like, "Yeah, we looked at the original, like, yeah, I mean, it could just yeah." The design the cage, of it is, the layout's going to be the same.
0: In the cage, it's not as bad as it is
1: in the original series proper, because it's not no colorful. because it's muted, it's silver, it's black. You yes. just need, I mean, and I think I even said on our commentary for that, I'm like, they'll probably just add like, I think it'll look bigger, yeah. And they probably and just like of, add big touchscreens and yeah. That, and and but instead
0: of being like painted gray, it'll be metal. Right. Because that's probably what they were trying to imply with the painted gray anyway, was that it was metal. Exactly.
1: And so... But instead it, it was probably plywood painted gray. Or, I mean, you saw the outside of cord quarters, the door was like red. So like maybe the Enterprise is slowly heading into the colorful, you know... <laughs> or it's getting towed back to space dock, so maybe it's going to have like a refit and it's going to yeah. take on the appearance of... Um, we painted too. <laughs> that's Maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe that's what's going <laughs> to happen. That'd be great. Maybe that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, they have the this... ship's getting towed back to space dock, and Pike said with no estimate on when she'll be ready again. So maybe it's going to just spending too much time painting. The... <laughs> it's going to <laughs> take on the appearance of yeah. You know, I don't know, but We've got a lot of new colors. We're
0: around. We get a lot of new colors, Pike.
1: red. Yeah. So I mean, again, it's not. But to wrap this up now, when you look at visual inconsistency like that with Trek, if if. Why does, why does Star Wars succeed at it, in making prequels look like they fit before the...
0: Because, alright, here's why. I actually have a good answer for this. Because Other than it
1: just being an artistic choice.
0: Because Star Trek, I mean Star Wars, did not just do the best with what was around. Yeah, They pushed it in a whole new direction. And right. they got the exact vision that the director wanted in the moment. Like I'm sure if Roddenberry had his way, it would have looked cooler than that. But that was all he could do. Right. Whereas George Lucas made sure that it looked exactly the way it looked in his head.
1: But when you look or at the designers, when head. you it's look at, at just him, when you look at the original Star Wars films, yeah. And sorry guys for going off on a little bit of a thing, but we'll end this. Sorry, episode. we're in the
0: garbage time
1: now. You know. When you when you look at A New Hope and everything like that, I mean it is sci-fi. I mean it is a '70s sci-fi look. No, I just you don't think so. No, because if you and at, that's why you think it works. Yes, because yeah. if you look at I like
0: movies like Logan's Run, it looks way more like the original series Star Trek than it looks like Star Wars. Two thousand one Space Odyssey. Well, that's the exception, because two thousand one Space Odyssey was the one that I was the model for what Star Wars did, because right. they made it look. So Star Wars does a very bit of a as a bit of a timeless look to it. Yes, because yes. And, I, I, and I've actually did a thing where I... Like, I mean, I'd
1: say Trek has some
0: of that, but not completely. I think Lucas actually took a lot of the look from 2001. There's even some shots that are yeah. almost identical between the two movies.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I think that it's just, it just works better. But if you watch Rogue One, you'll notice that the panels and the, the graphic displays are not as shitty as they were in the original trilogy. Right. They're the same general design, but they're upgraded a little bit.
1: Right. But Star Wars fans, I have to imagine, don't go around decreeing canon violation, and this, that, left and right. Well, I don't know, because they've done a pretty good job of staying close. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they do. Like, when the Clone Wars came out, I remember there was a lot of, like, Anakin doesn't have a Padawan. He never had a Padawan.
1: Mm. So, yeah. I mean... You know, and look, they even though they did the original series bridge design exactly as it was in Enterprise and in Meridogly, I still thought it looked good. Yeah. It did look good. It did look good. I mean, and I was like, yeah, you could do it. I would watch a series like this. Oh, yeah. And they could... On this. But if you go from Discovery's bridge to that bridge, it wouldn't make any sense.
0: Yeah. Well, then they, unless they made some joke like, see, I told you they put all the money in
1: your ship. Well, <laughs> and, and again... <laughs> The Enterprise is older than Discovery. Yeah, but it's not that much older. It's about a decade older. Yeah, but and for it to look that
0: bad compared to Discovery, it would be. I, don't I think, think it looks bad though. <laughs> well, not bad, but I know comparatively low tech.
1: Out of date. Yeah, I know what you mean. Out of date as it were.
0: Yeah, they're looking at like holograms, and then they go to Enterprise, and they're looking in the thing Spock looks in the little viewfinder. And, and,
1: and Pike's uniform comment was their way of sort of getting around the. Yeah, and the, the fact that. that like, oh, here's
0: where they put all the money.
1: Yeah, and I'd be okay with that. But uh, all right, well, we've definitely uh, gone on a bit of a t- but I feel uh, well, we've definitely gone on a bit of a tangent here, but I think we've gone on some a good a good tangent. So, totally. Yeah, we've so, um, we've
0: given you an extra, you know, ten minutes. Ten a minutes of entertainment on so. okay, <laughs> Talking about Star Wars, which is sacrilege is. in these
1: spots, but um, <laughs> yeah, so you know, wrap it up. You know, it was an unex- it was really good episode. It was I was I was in really unexpected, I think, to be you know to be that good. So yeah, we'll see where we land next week. It looks like the uh, Klingons and Lorel are returning. Yeah, you know, I'm not, next week, so it, I'm not as excited.
0: It, no, especially what's his name? Seeing what's his name look like Aquaman now. You know their friend the Tyler? Yeah, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. I'm um, not excited yeah. to see Tyler at all. No, I did not just, miss Tyler.
1: I'm not. The Klingon stuff was never really too compelling for me. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not. Hey, you know. they,
0: but what they're doing great this season so far, so I'm sure they maybe they'll take it in a great direction. I just,
1: I want to see more episodes like this. Me too. So, me too. Um, I wonder if it
0: will take on the old X Files model of you get a like a standalone, a couple standalone, the one that ties more directly to the big arc, and then.
1: Yeah, and I will say, so far, it was the it was the it is the, in my opinion, the best episode of Discovery. That's um, That's
0: my I think absolute, I agree with that. I think theory. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So and hopefully, and I think it'll it'll earn its place in the annals of the among the best. Uh, well, maybe, but unless they, they outdo it, they might continue the down well.
0: this road of having these more. Yeah, it's just like
1: give us Trek ish. It's episodes. like when you do good Trek stories, like give us give yeah. us more. And then, but
0: here's another thing: I like yeah. that it's not every. If everyone was like this, you don't have to do it for every episode. Then you know, yeah. well, we just could watch uh, that Family Guy show,
1: right? But Which we won't discuss.
0: No, I didn't say it. No. So I'm sure it's fine. I've never seen it. I can't. Um, I can't
1: So play. please send us your emails at indiscoverywetrust at gmail.com. Yes, and you too
0: can be featured on our email um beaming area
1: part of the <laughs> I show I forgot about that. <laughs> take. Um Yeah, I would say, you know, definitely email us, to because we definitely want to try to get an email segment going where people sort of write into us. Yeah, even if it's a quick thing. I don't want to write stuff and fake it, like I've had to do on other podcasts before. Whoa, I didn't
0: know you were so unethical, Kevin. I did a
1: Final Fantasy (laughs) 11 and 14 podcast for a long time, and we used to write fake emails to make it look like we were more popular than we actually were. Well,
0: this doesn't happen anymore. We know how unpopular we are, and we accept
1: it. Well, no, we've gotten some, but I I would like to see more of this, you know, so... Um,
0: yeah me too and even if it's a quick thing you know drop us a quick line yeah tell us where
1: we got just, we got that really awesome guy couple tell us where dumbass so. it's
0: fine or tell us you have disagree or you agree whatever it is yeah we'll just
1: tell you you're wrong so it's fine
0: uh no, I'll, i will hear you out in I'll discovery we
1: trust it. at @gmail.com and you can tweet us at disco podcast also yes so uh that'll do it for this week And we will see you all next Saturday. Peace out. L-L-A-P.